righty, welcome to the show. Pete Callender here, News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, the phone numbers. If you would like to join the discussion about the topics at hand today, 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com, and that is Callender with a K, A-L-I-N-E-R. And then you can also follow me on Twitter, where I do most of my off-air work, at Pete Callender. All right, so um, first off, I don't know who needs to hear this, so I'll just throw it out there. It is okay to withhold comment and reaction and hot takes totally fine to just shut up until you get more details about a particular event, especially if the event is some sort of a mass shooting of some kind where information that initially gets uh, reported out is oftentimes not correct. Okay. I know, I know there are a lot of people that want to race out and try to set a narrative and then have that narrative calcify. So it becomes the truth. So there, there's always this sort of, you know, balance going on to push back against false narratives that get crafted but also not getting stuff wrong. And a lot of times in the immediate aftermath, people get a lot of stuff wrong. Trust me, I was a reporter for over a decade, and a lot of the initial stuff that gets circulated comes from, you know, either it's scanner traffic that reporters are listening to or uh, people back in the news department and they're listening in on the, uh, the emergency bands and they then take this information and it gets leaked out nowadays on you know social media. Witnesses who think they saw or heard something. Um, you don't have to immediately race out to make a comment. Give it 24 hours. Just a good rule of thumb. You're not a reporter. You know, you're just a person with a social media account. Just give it 24 hours. That's what I do. I'm not a reporter anymore. Haven't been one for a long time and... I still don't race out to try and brand some issue or event with a hot take. I'd prefer to learn more information because usually, I know I say this a lot, but usually things are more complex and nuanced than the initial read. Then people want to believe in a lot of times what partisan bad faith actors uh, want to uh, want to allege. And the shooting up in Buffalo is another perfect example. Okay, so it's okay to not rush out and offer up an erroneous opinion uh, or hot take based on virtually no information. That message was largely directed at reporters, (laughs) media folks. Glenn Greenwald wrote a really good piece at Substack, his Substack... uh, Website, newsletter, newsletter, pointing out that when the, uh, and by the way, I, I make best efforts not to name these disgusting humans that murder others in this type of fashion. I don't want to give them any kind of fame or publicity, notoriety, because the one thing that virtually all of these animals have in common is that they do a lot of research 
bordering on hero worship, if not outright hero worship, of previous animals and attacks. This, it, it's, it is one of the most common things through all of these types of attacks. Um, they, they read stories, they read the manifestos, they read uh, the, the TikTok, the chronology, how, this, how the person did it, what they uh, uh, encountered, the rationale for it. And, and that kind of leads me to the next point here, which is the case in virtually every one of these uh, types of mass attacks. And I say this no matter who it is. I say it usually no matter what the motivating ideology that they claim But in the aftermath of evil and insanity, we, not being evil and insane, try to find some sort of a rational explanation for what we have just witnessed. But because it's evil and insane, and we are not, we cannot understand the mindset and the depravity required to perpetrate such acts against innocent people. In order, there was a there is a professor of history at Montreat College. He's written several books, Doctor Bill Forston, and uh, he's a Civil War expert. And I've had him uh, interviewed him over the years many many times. And he's a fr- he's a friend of mine now. And I I always remembered the story he told, and I believe it was Gettysburg, where they found so many of the uh, soldiers' weapons had been just continuously packed with, uh, you know, like in in the Civil War times, you had to like, uh, you know, put the put the I don't know the round in. I guess it would just be like a ball, and then you would like stuff the. And I'm sorry, I'm going to get this wrong. Gun people, please don't attack me on this. But I just remember from the TV shows. I've never loaded a musket, right? But they would like put the ball in, and then they put like the the powder, and then they would like take the uh, the pole, the stick, and they would jam it in there. And so there's this whole process you had to do. It was like three or four steps. And then you could fire. And what they found after the battle was over, they found dead soldiers with their weapons that had just been packed with multiple rounds and, and wads, I think they call them, uh, which is where shooting the wad comes from. Like you end up, if you don't take that out, it shoots. And anyway, so... They would just pack all of their uh, their rifles and never fire. Multiple times, six, seven times down the barrel. And they just they kept finding all these weapons like that. Because it takes something, right? You got to break some sort of uh, human connection in the brain in order to fire at somebody. Because it's just not something a lot of people, especially, you know, these young guys that were just kind of thrown into battle with minimal training. It was just something that a lot of people could not bring themselves to do. And they it, it just switched off, and they would just pack the gun, aim, take the gun down, pack it again, aim, pack it again. Just That's why so when you, so when you see these types of attacks and you try to apply some sort of rationality to it, you can't because it's not. And I say that in all of these circumstances. Now, the lazy and the unintelligent and the partisan and the bad faith actors, they will use these attacks to smear their enemies. Absolutely. We'll get to that next. 
News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I mentioned Glenn Greenwald's Substack newsletter where he talked about how it is not possible to have read through all 180 pages of the Buffalo attackers, quote, manifesto. There's no way that was done within an hour by the time you started seeing people blaming and attacking others, playing the defend or disavow game, trying to uh, attack and lay blame for the shooter and his actions of evil uh, depravity and uh, irrationality to try to lay that at the feet of somebody else because that somebody else has a political opinion that you believe was shared by the shooter. And I will get into this because actually the people who have been advancing the kind of replacement theory, it's been going on for 20 years. It's a political strategy that the left has touted, embraced, celebrated. It has been. I don't blame Democrats for what happened in Buffalo, but they are blaming Tucker Carlson, who actually said the opposite of what this self-described leftist did. By the way, so because I don't name these people, these uh, attackers, but it is helpful to have a name to use while discussing the particular story. And so I will use Turdface McLoser. That's his name. Um, in the, so in case you aren't aware, which I'm sure most people are by now, especially if you're listening to this program, mass shooter alleged manifesto leaves no doubt the attack was white supremacist terrorism. That's the headline from, uh, WIVB, uh, as, uh, reposted over at queencitynews.com. The alleged manifesto admits to planning the attack passively for the past few years, and seriously, since January. Now, I mentioned earlier, the lazy, unintelligent, the partisan, the bad faith actors use this to attack, uh, use the attack to smear their enemies. And for some people, not all people, but for some people, it helps them to check a box in their brain, which is, why did that person do this awful thing? It lets them check that box in a sufficiently acceptable way. And a lot of times they do this in order to ignore the reality that evil and insanity exist. And we are largely, as a society, incapable of preventing bad people from doing very bad things if they are hell-bent intent on doing so. Former Charlotte City Councilman, former school board chair, Joe White, Democrat. Remember after 9-11, they were doing uh, security upgrades to the Charlotte Mecklenburg Government Center. And he said, he says, as an old Green Beret, he said, if I want to take this building and... I am willing to die to do so. There's really not a lot you're going to be able to do to stop me from initiating an attack. Obviously, you know, you don't know how successful it'll be, whatever, but somebody who is so evil, so insane that they do something like this and actually go, go through the, the steps to initiate the attack, whether they're successful or not, there's, 
not a lot that a free society can do. Now, if you are willing to give up all your freedoms and go under constant surveillance and monitoring, have freedoms really limited and curtailed, then I guess you you might. You might have a, quote, safer society. It would be a not free society, but that's the trade-off. Always has been. Now, other people use these types of attacks for their own political purpose to advance certain policy aims, right? This is a ghoulish and a grotesque behavior. It should be rejected by all decent people. It should be. It won't be. I'm a realist. I recognize that. There are ghoulish and grotesque people, and a lot of them are in our corporate media uh, in, in America. And it's unfortunate. It, it really is. <clears throat> because the, the narratives they advance give a distorted view of reality, which then, of course, creates a perception in the society and it foments discord. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Going over the the attack up in Buffalo over the weekend where the shooter, who I call Turdface McLoser, um, attacked a grocery store in a predominantly black neighborhood in Buffalo. Uh, he was arrested because he is a coward. And uh, he was arraigned on 10 first-degree murder charges. Of course, trends over at Twitter started uh, promoting and tracking Great Replacement and Tucker Carlson because people started blaming the Fox News host for somehow or another uh, motivating this McLoser to go in and murder as many innocent people as possible based only on an immutable characteristic. See, this is... By the way, this is one of the problems that I have with a lot of the focus on, you know, or focusing all issues through the prism of race. When you do this, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be done in this case because it obviously is part of this attack. But when you put everything through the prism of race, it distorts reality and it reduces people to something that they cannot change, which is their race. And you start looking at people not as individuals, but as entire groups. And that is a dehumanizing thing. It's worth emphasizing, says Rebecca Downs at townhall.com, the suspect's own manifesto not only included zero mentions of Carlson, but it also happened to attack Fox. Why? Because it hires Jews. Yeah, the guy was a raging anti-Semite. So let's go through. Oh, hang on. Let me do this. Mediaite.com. Joe DiPaolo says, according to NBC News, the 18 year old. uh, Turd Mc. uh, Yeah, turd face McLoser. uh, Was investigated by New York State Police last summer for making a threatening statement. Buffalo Police Commissioner Joseph Gramaglia billed the uh, the Saturday shooting as absolutely a racist hate crime. 
but said there are limits to how law enforcement can legally monitor a person who is making threats. He added there were no additional signs tipping off state or federal authorities that uh, McLoser was planning this type of attack. This guy had made threats against his school, was taken to the hospital for a mental health evaluation, and then was released. This, this is also part of a pattern that always emerges, virtually always emerges, which is what? There were signs. People kind of knew. People think, oh, that guy? Oh, yeah, turd face McLoser? Yeah. Yeah, if anybody was going to attack, you know, a school or shoot up a grocery store, murder a bunch of people, yeah, it probably was that guy. We always thought he was a little bit off. After the fact, you hear all of this stuff. A lot of times people ignore their gut instinct on stuff or they ignore signs, sort of normalcy bias, you know. But again, rational, not evil, trying to make sense of irrational and evil. And a lot of people have blind spots for this stuff. Um, the uh, police chief said uh, there was nothing picked up on the state police intelligence, nothing picked up on the FBI intelligence. Maybe if he had, I don't know, protested at a local school board meeting over mask mandates, maybe he could have been labeled a threat. I don't know. Um, from the writings of the lunatic, and I only bring this these passages up to you, not as an attempt to offer some sort of explanation behind his barbarity, because there isn't any. Right? There isn't any. There's no, there's no justification. There's no rationalization. There's no excuse. There's no explanation. Not interested in any of it. I bring these passages up because the narrative being advanced by the bad faith actors, the ghouls, standing on the dead bodies in order to advance political agenda items. That's why you need to hear these passages. 180 pages. Why did you choose the place of attack, he said? Well, it was the highest black population percentage in the zip code. And it's not too far away from where uh, he lived. Also, get this, New York has heavy gun laws. So it would ease me if I knew that any legally armed civilian was limited to 10-round magazines. Or, well, he says cucked firearms. So, he, so what is he saying? Right, he knew that he would experience minimal resistance, and if he did that he would be an advantage because he's ignoring the law, which criminals tend to do. I know this is a shock. He, then, he does this, by the way, a series of Q&A with himself. So he asks himself, are you a fascist? His answer, yes. Fascism is one of the only political ideologies that will unite whites against the replacers. Since that is what I seek, calling me a fascist would be accurate. Are you a white supremacist? He says, yes. He says he believes the white race is superior in the brain to all other races, which, by the way, that is actual racism, actual racism. The belief that you're genetically superior to other races because of your race, right? Not how we use it nowadays, not how people want to uh, throw it at others as insults to try to destroy them when they actually mean maybe bigotry or prejudice. They've been using the word racist because it was like the nuclear option as far as the vocabulary is concerned. This guy, what he just said, that's actually racism. He then 
asks himself, well, are you a racist? And his answer, yes. I am racist because I believe in differences of capabilities between races. See, he said, this guy is telling you what he is. Are you an anti-Semite? Yes. Tells them all to go back where they came from. Demons. Are you a conservative? No. Conservatism is corporatism in disguise. I want no part of it, which is weird because as an economic model, fascism is is corporatism. It's kind of, yeah. See, again, trying to apply a lens of rationality on this guy, it's not going to work because he's crazy. As most people who engage in this kind of attacking other innocent people, right? Like they are insane. Again, you can pull all my old podcasts. I am remarkably consistent on all of this. Next question. Are you right wing? Depending on the definition, sure. Oh, we got him. He's a self-described right winger. We got him. Next question. Are you left wing? Depending on the definition, sure. He answers the exact same way for both of those. So anybody pretending to know what this kid's politics are and trying to lump an entire half of the country into his act, they are, they are not decent people. They are not good faith actors. They are terrible, terrible people. Okay? Next question. Are you a socialist? Depending on the definition, Worker ownership of the means of production? Well, it depends on who those workers are, their intentions, who currently owns the means of production, their intentions, and who currently owns the state and their intentions. So what is he saying right here? That as long as all of these groups, as long as they're all white, he's fine with socialism too. He would call himself a socialist. That's what he just said. So I mean, this is not a coherent sort of philosophy that can be applied to other people. And by the way, yes, I am getting to the whole replacement uh, theory stuff in a bit. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. We're talking about the... Uh, attack up in Buffalo over the weekend. I'm going over some of the passages from this manifesto that the shooter, Turdface McLoser, uh, perpetrated. Coward that he is, uh, wouldn't even wouldn't even take his own life or uh, go down in a hail of gunfire. So much of a coward was he. Geared himself up in all sorts of body armor so he couldn't get hurt, and then immediately surrendered when cops show up. So, yeah, couldn't even do us a solid and save us all the money of a trial. Anyway, uh, let me go over here to Winston. Hello, Winston. Welcome to the program. How are you? Good to talk to you again. Don't go haywire here. I'm just looking at this from a different vantage point. He's innocent until proven guilty. I wanted to ask you one question. Did you have you seen a picture of him holding a gun, shooting anyone yet? Yes or no? Have I seen a picture of him holding a gun, shooting anybody? Yes. I have seen the imagery from the uh, Twitch live stream. Oh, you have. That's interesting. But have you not seen the imagery from that? I have not seen that. Yeah, he live streamed uh, it. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate because I tell you what gives all the conspiracy people out here, you know, the Sandy Hook 2.0 people out here, 
and I'm still kind of still. Uh, I I got a hung jury on the Sandy Hook. Okay. Oh my God. I'm, I'm a hung jury. You Winston. Can, but let's get back to the issue here. Winston. It's kind of interesting. All those plate glass windows in front of that store. Okay, and not a one of them's busted out, and he shot off seventy rounds. So I don't know if he he live streamed it, Winston. Okay. He live streamed it. All right, let me let me go. He wrote a 180-page manifesto. He said he would plead guilty. Yeah, I think they Are got the sure guy. He, he the got manifesto? shot by the security guard, but his Kevlar saved his life. Can I see? Can you send me? Can you put the link of that uh, that uh, live stream? Go. You can you know, find I, it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna promote that. I'm not gonna. Well, I'm not I, doing his distribution work for him. I won't even say the guy's name. You think I'm gonna give out links to his snuff video? Never. What's but that? Listen, why do they keep showing us George Floyd being uh, executed by that police officer night after night? Why don't they show this gunman shooting these people? Then the gun grabbers would have all this ammunition to go ahead and do what they want to do and take guns. That's an entirely different question unless you're well, trying you, to hook it unless you're trying to hook that into well, not, your your conspiracy theory. Well that's my issue with you. I'm asking you, why isn't the media showing the graphic images? We see those graphic images from Ukraine, the bodies in the street. Why don't we get a taste of our own chaos that we have created in this country, and then people would they would they would get out of their stupor and and raise hell and and, yeah. and change things, but they won't show that. I don't think I think you're I, I think you are assuming outcomes, and you have no idea what those outcomes would be. Generally speaking, I will answer your question. Generally speaking, media does not put on television. Uh, the act of murder. They usually don't. Not in America. Other countries, they do. In other countries, they also show nudity and such on TV regularly, right? America does not do that. American media companies do not generally put shootings on TV. It's just not, it, it's just not something that they have done. Now, that there are. it's like the 9-11 footage. And there are arguments. This is the same argument, by the way, as the death penalty. People who are pro-death penalty and anti-death penalty, they both advocate, some of them from both camps, I should say, advocate for uh, the death penalty to be broadcast. Some people believe it'll act as a deterrent, and other people will believe uh, that it will convince Americans that this is terrible, barbaric, and we should never do it again. And you know what? The the polling indicates that... uh, it, it doesn't actually change anything. People who are pro-death penalty remain it, and people who are anti remain it. That's People have their opinions. So, look, Winston, if you're looking for conspiracy theories, I am sure you're going to find some suitable explanations that will make it all make sense. I keep coming back to this. I said it at the beginning. You are seeking answers to an irrational act. And a lot of times, conspiracy theories pop up because people find it easier to make sense of an idea of a theory that indicates someone has control because the other side of that is how very little control we actually do have. And that is a terrifying thing to a lot of people to have to live with that your life can be snuffed out simply by going to a grocery store and encountering a racist 18 year old 
in the parking lot that has been steeped in hate, not from Fox News, but from the Internet. Oh, and by the way, one of the reasons why he became so disillusioned was because once he got online during the pandemic, when he had a lot of downtime, he started seeing information that the mainstream media was never reporting, just like what happened to Dylan Roof. There are consequences to ignoring stories. News is next.